All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. (laughs) Yo, yo, yo. Check, check. Back at it again. And so is... The filmmakers behind the latest entry into the Scream franchise. Scream 6. We're back to numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Five, you to- you were telling me they... Um, that's just Scream. That's a requel. It's a, It's like the Halloween it. 2018 thing where they just did another movie called Halloween even though there's already one. That's where we're at now. But before we dive into a movie that I know John didn't like... Mm. We can maybe talk about some awards for yeah movies you did like. Well, movies that we saw too, and um, it's all about balance. Yeah, we got to throw in some good with the bad. <laughs> um, man, so I watched the Oscars um, this uh, Sunday, and I just I actually loved it, man. Yeah, you, you didn't get a chance to see? No, I always just watch the highlight. Who hosted the Oscars? This Jimmy year? Kimmel. Okay, he did a really good Chris job. Chris Rock too. didn't come back. Yeah, going to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> got me good. Um, he did not. There was there was a it was an incident free uh, <laughs> broadcast. But Jimmy Kimmel did do a, a really good job, I thought, and I actually really uh, appreciated the winners list. Yeah, this year um, there were some films that I saw that we saw that that um, had nominations. Some, some of my favorites like Tar. Kate Blanchett was nominated for Tar. Tar got nominated for Best Picture. Um, I know I spoke like really briefly about All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. But um, yeah, just to kind of go through it, I just love the spectacle of the movie business. Like when it's done right, like seeing the movie stars and like the glamour and like, I like, I like that, you know? Yeah, it's like the magical Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's all bullshit, but like I like the break from the um, just the strain of the everyday and I like that escapism and like looking at this like larger than life spectacle and seeing your favorite nominees in many cases actually win yeah. is um I don't know that it's rare but it was like I c- pretty much I was on board with a lot of the winners uh everything everywhere just kind of cleaned up one best picture best director best uh, screenplay. original screenplay best yeah. uh, editing I'm pretty sure it won like seven supporting, academy awards and then yes uh, uh, best supporting actor best supporting actress and best actress damn Michelle Yeoh and we were talking about this a little bit second woman of color in the history of the academy awards which is almost I think it's like 96 years 90 yeah this was 95th 95th yeah so fucking two women um, who are not white women have won in the history of the awards. Shit. And w- the last one was Halle Berry 21 years ago for Monsters Ball. Damn. So that was another thing I kind of wanted to talk about was I felt like the awards were varied, all quiet on the Western Front, which I, we, I know I just spoke about a little bit. Which is um, a German film? or Yeah. Yeah. So that won Best International Film. It also won a number of kind of technical awards. Um, but... It was like there was a diversity and representation, not just in the movies made this year, but in the movies that like were winning all these awards. Yeah. Um, and it was 
it was a positive, it was a net positive experience, which sometimes I get a little jaded when I watch award shows like that. I do not get into the spectacle. I kind of feel like, like somehow it's just all shit. It's all like favoritism or it's like, yeah, I, I remember thinking even when Leo won, I'm like, this is like the least like impressive deserving performance movie for him. Of, of his. Like, and I, I love DiCaprio's roles usually right. or his performances, I guess. Um, but like that one, I'm like, I guess this was like a handout because he was he passed He spoke over. like 10 words in the whole film. Yeah. yeah. But it was a treacherous, it seemed like it was a very like uh, troubled movie to shoot so it's probably really challenging to do physically to be in those locations and to be in that uh weather and stuff like that but it's like yeah i think a lot of times these awards are kind of given out as like uh an acknowledgement of how horrible these awards are in the past you know like Denzel, denzel didn't win for the hurricane he won for fucking training day he had to play like a dirty cop and like do the work so many times over he didn't win for malcolm x you know, like he wins for fucking yeah. training day and training day is masterful. He's fucking amazing, but he should have just won like 10 times over and everyone knew it. And then they were like, oh, we got to give it one to him. You know, he's tra- he did training day and he did. He, I mean, he did really well. Yeah. But it's just interesting to me or like, yeah, Leo didn't win for the aviator. Didn't win for, I mean, how many incredible performances fucking uh, departed. I'm sure he was nominated. He in was some capacity nominated. For. But, yeah. um, I'm trying to now I'm like blanking, but I just it's like. There's so many film. Oh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? You know, like yeah. he didn't win for so many transformative films. So a lot of times, I guess I just I um I mean to say that I'm not swept away in all that nostalgia and fondness for Hollywood. But this year, I felt like um I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think the winners by and large were pretty fucking solid. Who Short won? round one for best supporting actor. Yeah, I saw best supporting actor. I saw <clears throat> uh, both of the best actress ones. Who got best actor? Uh, Brendan Fraser. Oh yeah, duh. For the whale and man, that what a was what a victory! Delight, you know. I don't know how I already forgot that, but what a what a fucking victory! He hadn't had a movie in what uh, ten or fifteen time. years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And the whale was a. I mean, I think that got best makeup and some other things too. Yeah, right? it won, won like, some technical yep. awards as well. I think maybe. Yeah, I think it might have got two or three, but um, yeah, pretty. Uh, Pretty solid. I think like out of the nominations, it's like everyone I wanted to win. Like Pinocchio did. won. Yeah. Best uh, animated feature. Guillermo. Um, actor Brendan Fraser. Yep. Nice. Yeah, I just felt like this one they really got it right, and I just felt that like the the whole broadcast, it was like they didn't run people off stage. There was like no playing out. Really. None. It ran long as fuck. It was like hours long. It like went on past 11. Oh, and it, but it was just like, I don't know. It just felt like maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe it's, um, you know, that, that I hadn't seen one done quite like that in some years. You know, it's like at first it was like, oh, we're not doing that because of the pandemic. Then it's like, okay, we'll do it. But it's weird. And everyone's acknowledging that it's weird. And there's masks and all this other shit. Right. Like now it's like everyone's back. The fucking glamour is back. All the cameras are back. There's a huge fucking spectacle in this theater and the sets and all this shit. And um, yeah, I was into it, man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, all those films that won and so many of the nominees, I, I got a chance to see. And just a lot of great movies came out last year. It was just cool to see some of the ones that I actually really liked get recognized. 
you have anything uh, that you think is going to be a 2023 contender yet? I know it's only March. Mm. I don't have any projections for this. Uh, I'm sure uh, Oppenheimer is probably going to be nominated. Dude, there's a lot of movies coming out this yeah. year. Scorsese's got his new film coming out this year. Fucking, um, I was just looking. I sent you a list actually on on Instagram. Christopher Nolan's new film. That's yeah. Oppenheimer. It's like a bunch of heavy hitters. And then, uh, uh, fucking, what's the what's the Joaquin movie? The yeah. Ari Aster. Ari Aster. Um, it used to be called Disappointment Boulevard or something like that. And yeah. Now it's, now it's called Bo is Afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what's the fucking old guy? Um, he made Gladiator. He made fucking Blade Runner. R- R- Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. He's got new new joints coming out. He's got a God. new a new film about Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. And Joaquin is fucking filming Joker not, too. He will not stop. He will not retire. Really, R- Scott's Ridley gonna die be. behind the camera, dude. I, we've joked about that before. I think he he's really like the will. Keith Richards of yeah. Uh, dude, he doesn't give a cinema. fuck, and he's still making he's still making cool stuff. He's like, no, I'm gonna do another Alien movie, and then I'm gonna do another and, fucking and Joaquin. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of those that will not die, <laughs> a little a little segue for you. There. Um, tonight we're talking about fucking. Scream Six. John had a great time. I had a good time eating the hot dog and Doritos and <laughs> the glizzy. I, the I had you know you know it was a full theater. Uh, yeah. I liked that. I um I always enjoy the theatrical experience. Did I enjoy this movie? No. No. Okay. So how did you feel about it? Well. I kind of want to talk about the franchise a little bit, which I think we've already reviewed Scream. Didn't we do like a Wes Craven special? I like think we've talked about Scream 1 back. and 2. Okay, so I guess I don't want to spend too much time if we already have episodes on those, but... Um, but we can talk about how to masterful... Say, yeah, Scream 1 is one of my favorite horror movies yeah. um, ever. Scream 2 is right up there with some of the best sequels. Like I really do put it up there with like uh empire strikes back it's like the it's like the empire strikes back of horror sequels you know? i agree i think in in the horror that's seldom uh, uh you know just how rare yeah a sequel and especially in a horror scenario is actually exceeding the quality it like of doubles the down on all the right stuff without like getting too corny or like too you know trying to up the ante and do more kills and stuff it's like so self-aware that it, it's just like a this perfect little yeah, it's uh, everything that we loved box. about the first one and somehow even more of it, you know? Uh, Scream 3, we probably never talked about. I really don't like that movie at Tried all. Tried my best to And forget. it is a Wes Craven movie, which is crazy because for the longest time, Scream was a trilogy. I think Scream 3 came out in like late 90s or early 2000. Uh, 2000, it says. Um, so it's, it's back with Wes Craven directing. You've got your core, uh, Neff Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox. But the core four, the yeah, the, the uh, even Lance Hendrickson. Uh, I always forget he shows up in that movie. Uh, he's in like Alien. He's a um, bishop in Aliens. He gets ripped in half. He's what? the robot. Yeah, uh, there's a ton of cameos in it. Jay and Silent Bob show up in it. Carrie Fisher shows up in it. Uh, ton of cameos. It's like kind of silly and fun but it just doesn't like land for me like it's too silly and maybe like not enough like 
self-aware and uh right it's a balance thing it's a tone yeah it's so hard to articulate sometimes something always seemed off to me about that movie and i just didn't like maybe i didn't like that it was like la and it's like on movie set something about it just Mm. seems like cheaper than the other ones yeah uh scream four have you ever seen scream four no i think it's one of wes uh, craven's last movies Mm. um it's okay I'd probably put it as my second least favorite. Um, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, David Arquette come back. Uh, I th- want to say he did it. Okay, it was one of his last movies. I think it's... he had one more. Wait. No, that's his last film because he's an executive producer on this film. Which oh, okay. Could have even come out after his passing, but yeah, last time he directed a film, Scream 4. Yeah, which is kind of... You know, sad that the the great Wes Craven kind of went out with that last one. Uh, for me, I, some people do like it. It's just not my it's not my favorite. Uh, Rory Culkin's in it. Uh, Macaulay's one of Macaulay's brothers. He plays the bad guy. Yeah, he's like one of the ghost well, face. Spoilers if you didn't see this movie uh, over ten years ago. Aww. But uh, <laughs> he's <laughs> Kristen Bell, Anthony Anderson's in it. Hayden Pantier, or however you say her name. Yes. Um, Panitary. Pan- you know I'm terrible. Pantera. I think we have seventy five other episodes where I'm just fucking destroying. Hayden Pantera's names. in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's okay. Um, Scream five is decent and then whoa, 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 whoa. so let's let's go back a little bit so because i want to know a mm-hmm. little bit more background on this film which seems to piggyback off four five and six. Oh, okay so scream one two very close-knit yes yeah. and tight focused there's familial connections right to right. the killers in the first film and the killers in the second film. right right so it's a close story still we're we're focused on sydney prescott wasn't her old man a murderer or something like that or what, what what's the her mom was her mom killed. was murdered yeah so there's a there's, year before all these murders happen and and that's the catalyst right is like yeah. her mom being a focal point for these killers somehow right mm-hmm. okay so then she's the chosen victim because of this um, fascination with this murder that's happened in her family. Right. And then she kills the two assailants who've tried to murder her and been tormenting her in the first film. Right. And so the survivors from the fir- from the Woodsboro Massacre yes. go to college, I guess, in the same right, time. Right, 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 right. And so it's Dewey... It's uh, it it's Dewey. Gail Weathers, Courtney Cox is back. Yep, uh, Neve is back. Jamie Jamie Kennedy's back. Yeah, um, Jamie Kennedy's crucial. Yeah, so you get those surviving members. They go off, and then uh, some some murders start happening, and it's kind of linked, and then and then that that's determined that it's his it's it's one of the killers from Scream One's mom. It's a uh, yeah. That's the big reveal. That's the big reveal. But it's spoilers well, if you never saw the right. 1997 hit, hit you know, film Scream I 2. I can't recommend Scream 1 and Scream 2 enough. I think one of the big problems with this film is that it's playing on tropes. And it's like, all, of course, all the movies do that. But with Scream right. 1 and Scream 2, it was the first of its kind. Yeah, and they're hyper focused. It's like, this is exactly this box where it fits in, where it's funny. It's silly, it's endearing, it's kind of like a teen, yeah, almost like a teen comedy, but it's also a slasher, like, 
and it's for these like horror lovers. Like it's all these things that it's are like entertaining in every way to, right. a, to a straight fan of slashers. It's really enjoyable. And then to the people who've seen enough of these movies to recognize all these tropes, it's playing on them in this kind of unconventional way. Um, and then what the, the, that is some, it seems like over time that's just kind of been lost. It's been watered down a bit. But like Scream 1 and Scream 2, very tight stories. Mm-hmm. Familial bonds between the lead and these murderers. Right, right. And then Scream 3, remind me, who's the murderer in that? Are they? We're, we're just spoiling every film that's in the franchise. That's fine, because we're at this point, and if, if you, you haven't, haven't se- seen these other ones, <laughs> this isn't going to make any sense anyway. Spoilers if you haven't seen the hit film Scream 3 from uh, <laughs> the year 2000, 20, 23 years you ago. You can't spoil a movie that's uh, So Scream old. 3... They go to Hollywood, and there's a movie. So mm-hmm. the Stab franchise is like it's really like meta. It's, it's like, running parallel to Scream Two, right? Well, yeah, in Scream Two, it's introduced. The events from Scream One are made into a movie, Film. and it's called Stab. Yes, and in real life, they're reacting to like them basically being, uh, like subjugated to like this this huge. Um, I mean, it's like a huge like pop culture thing that's that's like going on in real time around them. Like they're making a movie. Gail writes a book, so they're pissed at Gail. Uh, they turn it into a movie. So Scream Three, they're like on set for like the Stab Three movie being right. made, and the right. murders are happening like on set in Hollywood. So it is real meta with like a, they talk about Hollywood and old Hollywood, and you know, there's a kind of like a, a story. Where the director, played by Lance Hendrickson, is like talking about Sydney's mother and you know some like inappropriate stuff that happened when she was an actress with like producers and stuff like that. So a lot of that is like interesting. It just isn't. I feel like it's so there's so many ideas being thrown out and it's so goofy by nature. Like it's hard to take it seriously at mm. all. So to me, the balance of like right fun and silly and then like also horror and slasher it just isn't there for me it's more of a comedy for me yeah um and then scream four kind of does the opposite where they try to like do like a soft reboot sequel kind of thing nev campbell comes back um david arquette courtney cox come back um and it's kind of centered around sydney's family and they to me this one's the exact opposite they take it too seriously and it's not like can't be enough right right um maybe even same thing with five and six you know it's like it's this balance that that one and two got really really good on and i feel like the sequels have kind of been trying to trying to find that perfect spot and it's it's a little bit of a mess yeah i mean i think that just speaks to the challenge in um, making a franchise yeah and it's just like it's it's we talked about this on our the last episode we were talking about m night Shyamalan ideas it's like some ideas are a 30 minute idea it's a t- yeah. you know it's a, it's format enough to put on a episode of x files or twilight zone or you know a one-off then there's the hour and a half idea and then there's the idea the rare idea that's you know good enough to stretch for a window of let's say two or three films that's exceptional when you have an idea that's so just a laser of fucking you know entertainment that's warrants two or three films and it's just if the if the great Wes Craven you know 
and that's I guess it's just a it's a common thing in in horror is like once you have that hot intellectual property you just have to keep making them. Yeah, it's like how do we do it again? Yeah, and I mean so even he is they're seeing diminishing returns after Scream Two, right? And then we get into the real nitty gritty, which is like now to me the idea that this movie is going to be kind of tongue in cheek and self aware and it's just kind of playing on this really. It was so unique to Scream 1 and Scream 2 that now it's like six times later. It's been like 25 years. Mm-hmm. When the girl was like explaining the rules and like, no, because this isn't a sequel. It's not a requel either. It's a it's franchise. A franchise yeah. and that means anything goes. That means, you know, even the leads and legacy characters can die. And it's just like, I was just rolling my eyes the whole time. I was like, <laughs> I was like, we've seen this over and over again. Right, like when Jamie Kennedy is explaining like the rules of a horror movie because it was so there's like fun. a massacre going on, and he works at the movie store, and he's a horror nerd. Like it's like, oh, that is creative because in all these other horror movies, like they don't know, like they don't know that they're in like a horror movie. It's kind of right. like breaking the fourth right. wall kind of thing. But yeah, I, I guess, um. You before, know what I'm before saying, we though? go, yeah, before we go too far into like our thoughts on Scream Six, what I do want to say is like, I've probably watched more shitty horror franchises than you. I think that's safe to say. I think that's fair. And I will commend like the Scream franchise for being like pretty original in that like every sequel, it's like it's like the Scooby Doo who done it uh you have to find out who the killer is it's always someone different so it's not like jason's back again now he's in manhattan now he's in space you know it's not right. like that fucking stupid or like freddy krueger died until next time when he's not dead you know like right. at least it's inventive enough to be like all right someone's fucking crazy and they're gonna kill someone how do we like kind of piece together a story that still relates back to some characters we know from the other ones and keep right. it going like the fact that this new one's in New York and it doesn't have Nev Campbell, I kind of like because it's like, well, crazy fucking assholes could be anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. it could be someone could kill someone in Houston where we live and someone could have the same motives and live in fucking New York or, my, you know, wherever. You could do this anywhere. Right. Um, I do like that. And I think the quality control of the Scream uh, sequels are a little bit better than like the Nightmare on Elm Streets or the Halloweens. There's some fucking dog shit like Halloween movies and Friday the right. 13th movies and some of that. So I will commend them on that. Mm. But that's my little asterisk. Well, uh, I think, you know, I think that's fair. I think you've made a lot of really, those are totally valid points. And like you said, you're you're an enthusiast of the genre. And I it, yeah, it's not it's not uncommon to see an idea just really milk to the point of exhaustion. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying this isn't. I'm just saying right. it's like slightly better than yeah. Michael Myers comes back for the 13th time and right. he's just a man. I agree with that. I just think in terms of... So the setup of this film, you would know better than I do. So so um, the lead... Yeah, so after the events of Scream 5, which I didn't realize you hadn't seen. Wait, wait, so I want to talk about that. So we talked about up to 3, but then 4, or actually, before we get too far ahead, 3, is there any familial connection between Nev... Neve, is it Nev? Neve? Nev. I'm going to say it each way, so I'll get it right one of these times. So Nev Campbell's... um, at, you know, she had a link to the killers in the first two films, and mm. they had familial links to each other. What's the link between Nev 
and the killer in Scream 3. In Scream 3, it's revealed that the killer is uh, Nev Campbell's uh, half-brother she never knew about. That her, Half-brother. Her mom, I guess, had left her dad for a period of time. Or no, no, maybe... Her mom already had a kid before she met her dad, and she abandoned him. You got all the attention. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. It's uh, that might be a line. It <laughs> sounds just like it, but yeah, uh, it's her, her half brother, and he's it's some kind of like jealousy thing. Okay, so still family. It's yes. still somewhat tight. Yeah, somewhat. And then it's it's loosening up there. Right, right, right. Loosening up, and the feel like you were saying, there's a delicate balance that's. Uh, drawn between the first two films that's lost in the third. But then what's the... So, yeah, spoilers for all four, five, six. (laughs) What are we talking about with Scream 4? What's the killer's need to do this what's there's, going there's on there's two killers in scream 4 i'm really Again. glad i'm really glad i rewatched all these yeah, uh, me going too. in because i, I, I just, probably wouldn't remember i didn't understand this movie really at all because <laughs> okay. if you hadn't seen five it was like you have no idea what's going on yeah and the i i guess scream 5 is just called scream it came out last year and i guess it's like the soft reboot kind of thing where they're like resetting Kind of like Force Awakens or like the Halloween thing where it's like, you know the characters and let's hand the torch off to pass the baton to the new younger. So Scream 4 is separate from Scream 5. Yes. Scream 1 through 4. Kind of. So Scream Scream 4, I guess. um, What happens there? Let's, so, let's go one at a time. So, Scream 4, there's there's some murders that happen back in Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. So uh, They're all still in Woodsboro. Yeah. They all what, still live what, there. Well, the murders happen to as a catalyst to get Sidney Prescott back to Woodsboro. It's basically like a trap for her to Every come time. back. Uh, well, in three, in, in three and four, yeah. Okay. In three, four, and five. And, yeah, yeah. She's just uh, like the superhero in of three, this town. In three, she's like in hiding, and she like goes there. I think, I think that's right. Um, okay, so four. We're on four. Four. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to trying to breeze through these. Okay, so four. Basically, these murders happen. Gail and Dewey are still like kind of around. Dewey's like the sheriff of Woodsboro right, right, right. now. Um, so him and Gail have like this. Uh, they're married. Okay, they're romantic. They live together. Yep. She's like kind of writing book. These murders happen, and Sydney basically comes back to Woodsboro. Um, the big reveal at the end is Emma Roberts plays uh, Sydney's niece named Jill. Okay. Okay. Wouldn't I remember that? So Emma Roberts and Rory Culkin are the killers. They're obs- Rory Culkin is like a horror fan. He's obsessed with horror movies and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, he's like they're like live streaming the kills because that's the new. The new thing he is live, live streams the kills. It's not enough that there's movies that like you. You have to be infamous. You have to live on the internet and be mm. live stream, and it's the next generation. As Ghostface. Yeah, and then like anonymously, there's two like of them, uploading though. them. Yeah, and then the other killer is Emma Roberts, and she's jealous of like the fame that Nev Campbell's got and because she... she's like a uh, icon now or like celebrity. She's infamous, right. Because of the murder, and but then she so is her her niece. niece. So still family. Yes. Okay, and then finally, we are almost there. <laughs> We're almost there. So Scream 5. five. Scream 5 is a little bit, or just Scream uh, 2022 is a bit of like a reset. That That's the soft reboot kind of thing. Um, there's murders. Uh, wait, 
fucking how do they there's there's murders going on david arquette's still the sheriff of the town um courtney cox and david arquette are separated just like in real life when they did and um uh there's murders going on it kind of revolves around these these high school kids and you don't really see like what the relation is so Melissa Barrera, who is the lead character in Scream she 6. She plays Sam Carpenter. S- Carpenter. The, the new lead. Yeah. And you know they got the Carpenter The new from, Scream Queen. From, from uh, the god John Carpenter. Right. Because there's about 10 billion Halloween references throughout this franchise. Right, right, right. Um, and there's also a character named Wes, this kid, uh, Dylan. He's from that show on Netflix, The 12 Reasons or whatever. Right. Some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Jenna Ortega's in this one. 13 Reasons Why. That's it. Yeah. So Jenna Ortega's in this. Um, it, all these murders are going around. You don't really know like what the killer's motive is. Right. Um, it's revealed in the movie that, that Billy Loomis had a, a bastard kid that he, I guess, never knew about. He was because, you know, in the in the original one, like he's trying to like fuck Sydney and he's like she. Right. And right, the original right. one, right, she's right. not. So I guess it's implied. She's the, he's the boyfriend. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. boyfriend. So it's implied that I guess he was fucking someone else on the side and uh, got her pregnant however many years ago. So, uh, so Melissa Barrera, Sam Carpenter is like the bastard daughter of Billy Loomis. Right. And she finds out and leaves Woodsboro. These murders happen and she like comes back to check on her sister, Jenna Ortega's... Uh, like assaulted in the first scene, but she lives, so she's stabbed and whatever. Oh like, shit! Like, yeah, so it brings Melissa Barrera back in town. They all these murders are happening. Sydney comes back to town, and then Dewey gets killed, and then the survivor. Okay, the killer is uh, wait, uh, scroll down. What's his name? The boyfriend, um, Jack Quit Richie Kirsch is the killer, and then the second killer is uh, Amber Freeman. It's his like girlfriend, basically. They're obsessed with uh, the murders and whatever. They sound like real dumb when you're <laughs> going through them. But anyway, this gets you back up to speed for uh, Scream Six, though, right? So the, these core, they call I them, actually like, the really core appreciate core. that. I really appreciate that um, walkthrough because I was kind of thrown into it. I didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't know that a lot of the characters were reprising their roles. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there's many like me who I honestly only even saw this movie, uh, one, because you wanted to see it. So it's like, okay, well, now I'll go if, some, if someone wants to go for sure. Uh, and that's how I feel about most horror. I didn't realize you be... hadn't, hadn't seen most of these. But that, that's totally fine. It's like, <laughs> that's how I feel about most horror. It doesn't have to be the best movie. Like, if someone asked me to go, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so I kind of went at it more as a fan of the first two films. I know I've seen the third one. Um, but I do think of all the things... I, I have so many things to say. But I do appreciate the new lead, who you were just talking about, yeah, Melissa Barrera. Sam Carpenter and her sister, And her Tara. sister, Jenna Ortega. So, yeah. like, those two to me, are anchoring down uh, Scream 6. I haven't seen Scream 5, but I just felt that there wasn't a lot of in the positive column for me, and I just feel that they were like, they have that movie star quality. I can see um, the, I don't know, they just, like, certain people just, like, look so perfect on screen, and mm-hmm. you're just, like, interested in what's going on with them. You want to learn more about their characters. And yeah. they were, they they did a good job with their 
roles and kind of like they just owned their their parts and there was a lot of missed opportunities in the other characters for me but those two i will say i i do i like the new leads yeah i do too and that's why going into this uh it's pretty public like nev campbell was uh kind of outspoken about she wanted some certain amount of money and they weren't going to give it to her she thought it wasn't worth her time something like that right but in every scream movie uh, one like legacy person dies, kind of. So in like Scream right? Two, Jamie Kennedy. Somehow dies. there's some someone's and, still alive. Yeah, there's enough of them <laughs> to where like you know, they'll introduce one, and uh, I think pretty much almost every movie, uh, one of them dies. Anyway, so like going into this one, you're like, okay, well, like if Nev Campbell's not in it, it really doesn't matter. Like right. you could have killings anywhere. Um. These these core four, as they like call themselves, from leftover from Scream uh, Five, the the kids, the younger group, if they're coming into this and we know like, hey, they're the younger ones. These are going to be the new leads. It's implied that probably they're going to kill off like a somebody. Le- they call them like legacy characters in the in the movie. They called them that. So right. I'm thinking Courtney Cox is what uh, my mom said. So she's probably like in her late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. How many times can she get stabbed by a mm. psycho killer? Yeah. Realistically, like surviving six separate because she's in every single movie. Stabbing. So. Yeah, six different times Traumas. being being stabbed by a serial killer. Eventually, you know, she'd just be like, "Just kill me!" Like, I'm I not, love that. Like, they're not all, doing this again. Yeah, no, I love that she's like still reporting and like <laughs> yeah. she's like re- like putting on outfits first, first on the scene. Gail like, Weathers, yeah, <laughs> and like <laughs> makeup. Like she's it's like you have no lasting significant trauma. No, none. <laughs> Cle- at, the, I mean, at the end of the first one. She's been like stabbed and stuff, and she like has a microphone. Gail Weathers on the scene, and right. that, well, in that kind of cont- like no, I love that. I love that, and I love Courtney Cox. I guess I just mean to say, like, the threads that bound the movie to reality are just lost. Yeah. And, oh, and, yeah. And, for and sure. that's, I guess. So I wanted to start with the positive. I do think Jenna Ortega and Melissa, is it Melissa Barrera? Barrera. I think they did a good job. I, I, like, I like those two. The characters. relationship seems believable. Like you know, the, there's like an older protective sister, and Jenna Ortega is like the younger sister, yeah. and I like that dynamic works. I like that. I like it too, and I I think some people got it, and some people don't. Yeah. And to me, they really got it. I I liked seeing them on screen. Now, for the rest of the cast, I so, thought most of this was hit or miss. I liked the sister. Yeah. Of, so that's Jasmine Savoy. She plays Mindy. And then Chad right. is like her twin brother, and they—it's revealed in Scream Five, they're Randy's uh, niece and nephew. They're twins. Right. Okay, so now the family tree has gotten what was this tight? <laughs> so fucked up and complicated. Yeah, well, like the the, I, and I, it all <laughs> comes back around because these are whether or not now how many how many films they choose to make of this, right? It's like. There is a concept that this started with. Yes. And it was tight. It was bound by like familial bonds. And even between the second film, it's like, you know, it's, oh, I lost this person because of you. And then it's like, it's still building on this really tight connection between the killers Mm -hmm. and Nev Campbell's character. And then it's just like that, that bond just get or like yeah the thread to to these characters it's just looser and looser yeah. and now we're at this zoomed out 
you know, it's like a universe of of <laughs> scream, you know, ghost faces. And when you look at the detective board, it's just like the threads that bind these things. It's yeah, like, there's a scene. And so uh, going into Scream 6, there's a scene where, you know, after the initial, these all start with a murder, right? right. That's, how they, that's how they draw you in. There's a phone call and a murder. Everyone mm-hmm. starts exactly the same, basically. Anyway, so starts off with the phone call and the murder. This one's a little bit different than some of the other ones where you like see a killer and then it's uh, it's it's different than the normal setup, but um it is a little get, different. You, I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and it's trying something, so I I do commend it for that. And I don't want to really like go into specifics, but it right, is different. Right, right. Um but kind of as this detective is assigned to this case and he's looking at this board, they have like 10 killers. From like the past fucking five 20, movies, twenty five years. They're like, oh no, this is the killer, and the and this is the killer here, and it is like fucking insane to like see it on like a board and to hear it, you know, to to walk through it. And at first, it was like there was a murder that, uh, you know, Nev Campbell's character's mom was murdered, mm-hmm. and these killers were fascinated by that murder so much that they tortured. The daughter to like kind of reinvigorate this. well they did kill her mom oh they did right yeah that's right so like it's all but it's all like for it's all tight right in. right right it's, that's what their, I'm saying. it's their plan very tight and it's yeah. like they're connected and then the killers of the second film are connected to the killers in the first and it's mm. like as we went down it's like yeah this is randy's niece and nephew and it's like randy the fucking Jamie Kennedy's character the guy that works at the video i store. love Jamie <laughs> Kennedy but it's like okay like now we're we're grasping yeah. Grasping at the at the connections and and I just didn't feel this one anchored in any kind of um, interesting way. It was just there was no weight to anything. There was no there was no physics to the movie. And I, I'll agree with that. If someone gets stabbed four, ten, twelve times and they're just or gets hit in the head with a brick and they just immediately get back up, it's just like. I just do not care about yeah. any of these fucking characters because uh, they there's no weight to their their suffering. You know, if someone looks like they are dead and then in the next scene it's like, "Oh, we're supposed to feel the loss of this character and maybe it means something. Ideally it means something, right?" Well, but like yeah, then and, and then 20 minutes later they're just like, "Oh, no, everyone's fine." Yeah. And then she's up walking around and you just got fucking stabbed in like the stomach. Multiple times. Like multiple in the times. stomach. Yeah. So uh, that that's definitely one thing I'll agree with you on. I think uh, it's pretty normal for sequels to like up the ante. Like we got to have more. Br- this one's got to be more brutal. And it's like it doesn't have to be like it can just have a better story that would draw you in or like character that there are some characters and some relationships that work. There are some that don't. Um I would argue maybe Gail Weathers doesn't even need to be in in this movie in New York. Like right. you could just have the surviving members from the other one. They move to a different city. They get away from Woodsboro, and there's some yeah. other killer. Perfect out there opportunity. That's and I think that's what the idea was. Um, I guess since Courtney Cox is in five other screams, they're like someone from the original one's got to come back. Right. We just killed uh, Officer Dewey the right. last movie, so she had to come back. Um, but I think that it's a more of a disservice to the movie. It doesn't like help the story at all that Gail Weathers is there. You kind of want to just be like, all right, like die so we can move on. Right. 
I almost like felt worse for her that she lived through it. I'm like, I'm ready for that character. That character, she's been a character for like 30 years. She's still doing the same thing. Like, she hasn't evolved to anything else. Nothing. The like, character's let's, exactly. Let's, mo- the let's same. move on. You After know? so many of these, the character somehow, st- and then like. Yeah, just I think for me, I really struggled with how unrealistic everything about the movie was. It just well, felt completely detached from reality. People are getting up and walk around after they've been stabbed and brutalized, like viciously attacked. Yeah, like, and then people are fucking like impaled with a knife, yeah. and then like and like held up off the ground, and like then they're just like totally like in the next scene, they're just like talking, and their makeup looks good, and like it's just like I walked out of the hospital to come meet you guys. At this finale scene, right. all at the same time, just so we could all time. be reunited. And it was just like, yeah, it was just. I felt there's so many sacrifices made to justify this movie, um, mm-hmm. and like in taking the the weight of the loss of any potential life in the movie, all the characters that we're attached to survive. Right. All the characters from the Scream Five survive. So yeah. in the end. After all that, and having them so viciously brutalized and attacked and like stabbed, and ba- you, you're the idea is that they're murdered, right? And then to have them just all of a sudden snap back to life, or every they just have an oxygen mask on them, they're like, give the thumbs up, like <laughs> it's just like so you could literally take this movie out of the canon altogether and splice another movie in with the exact same characters and a whole other setup, different story, and it would make no difference at all that this movie happened. Because nothing yeah. changes. They're not better armed. They're not their their psychology isn't different. They're not falling apart any more or less, really. Uh I think the Courtney main... Cox seems completely unbothered. Yeah. You know, and then like they don't even have weapons. These people are fucking subject to the worst kind of tortures imaginable. And like it's like that opportunity like they had in the original requel of Halloween where she's she was like, wasn't she a survivalist nut yeah, or something like that? She like but like that had idea, had a bunch of guns and stuff. That idea is kind of interesting, right? It's like this person who was so psychologically tormented would be fucking crazy in some way. You know what you're describing, John? You're actually <laughs> describing one of the best sequels of all time. It's called Terminator 2 Judgment Day. <laughs> Linda Hamilton's in a mental hospital. And right. They bail her out and she knows all about weapons. She's been studying weapons her whole life since the other movie and she knows how to shoot guns and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, that would make a lot of sense to me is like what opportunities do you have if you are going to pull in these legacy characters? Let's show some development. Right. Over the course of all these years of reprising their roles, they would have significant long-lasting traumas. Dude, and Courtney these people Cox would be, better would be, would be wearing body armor at all times right. and she'd have like a ar-15 like slung and they probably over. wouldn't live in new york city i mean i i i okay so i like that this didn't take place in woodsboro again because we've seen that setting so many times and it does after a certain point it's like the nightmare on elm street thing so it's like these people just live in the same place or right. like halloween i guess they're all in uh, haddonfield and these people just live in the same area where this killer keeps killing over and over and over mm. again. We're just going to stay here forever. Right. Like, if I was Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween, I'd Get just fuck. buy a plane ticket and go anywhere. This right. motherfucker cannot go to the airport. He doesn't have <laughs> money. He doesn't have an ID. <laughs> you just go on a cruise. Like, go somewhere. Um, but in this movie, you know, it makes more sense. That these are kind of more real-life characters, a little. Um, it's cool that they're in a different city. I did like the change of setting, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like... 
I, you know, there were some set pieces that were like apartments and it's like, oh shit, she lives on the fucking 10th floor and there's only one way in and out. Like, how are they going to get out of this? Not saying that's my favorite scene right. by any means, but I'm like, okay, it's different. It's interesting. Like, there's some tension there. Uh-huh. There's a subway scene that's like, feels real claustrophobic and stuff. That's lifted from Joker. Almost exactly. The subway scene? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been done yeah. for sure. But, but that it's was like, like, in recent memory, it was like, they've, you know, it's definitely been done, but you're like, oh, at least it's something that's different or unique. Um, I don't know. I think there are some missed opportunities here, but some. But I would still put it up there with like some better horror sequels. Wow. I mean, <laughs> we we're not talking about like these are not best picture contenders. I know we started the episode with like award winning films, but yeah, yeah, yeah. no horror sequel is ever going to win any award. No, I this one, this is no show pony right here. This is this is a fucking terrible movie to me. I did not like this movie. I thought it it was completely unbound. And in terms of just... Off the rails. Well, just nothing mattered. There's no weight to anything. And why even, like, I guess the answer is, I was going to say, why even make the film if if If, none of the characters or their relationships are going to change over the course of the movie? Nothing really changed. That's, like, the biggest thing is no one died and no (laughs) nothing changed. What's funny is I this is actually my second time. why even make that? And then the answer, though, before, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I I wanted to just say that it's because people still go to see this shit. And it's a huge box office. Yeah, I mean, you just looked up. This had the biggest uh, opening day box office return. Of the entire franchise. Which brings me uh, to maybe my only point is, does this movie need to exist? Yes, maybe, because it is getting people in the theater, which is good. But um, I don't know. I you, you, Your point is 100% correct, and I didn't realize it until going to see it tonight was my second time seeing it because I went to the drive-in and saw it the other night. Well, every five minutes I was going, oh, my God. <laughs> and you <laughs> <But> were like... <laughs> when I was explaining, because you're like, what, when I was telling you, I guess, after like which characters were from the other one, you're like, so it didn't really matter right. like that this movie happened at all because the same exact people from the other movie survived. Right. Basically, and their dynamic like, didn't change. Yeah, that is that is right. I, I guess, guess there's a romantic connection that develops over the course of the film. Slight, yeah. Slight, slight romantic. But I mean, when when the film has, I mean, when you could almost take the whole title out of this franchise and pop another one in in its place, I think it's about time. What I would prefer is if someone just came along and burned the whole thing to the fucking ground and started something new. And I think the mask itself is so iconic and it's such a huge pop cultural statement that mm. that's all they're really relying on now anyway. Is the mask. Yeah. And like, yes, there's still familial ties, I guess, even now, but it's so loose and that and yeah, that detective board is just so the threads are all over the place. It's just it's a mess. And it's like, why not just fucking torpedo this whole thing, kill all the legacy characters? Yeah. And fucking start something new. And I don't even mean kill him as in like, I don't need to see it. I just like don't want to, I don't even, no or, one wants to hear about that yeah, shit. Yeah, we just go to a new place where no characters from any other movies are. Yeah. And like. in a totally new town. 
you know, we were joking about it, but it's like, I think Ryan Johnson, it's like someone like that who's going to come in and just do the exact opposite of, right. of what you would normally intend to do. It's like, I would love to see just a new approach. And I don't know what that would be. I don't know how you would uh, justify calling it Scream if it's not tied to Nev Campbell or to, um, what's the, Woodboro, Woodsboro yeah. or whatever. But, um, man, I just think, it, it didn't do it for me, man. I, I I thought it was a mess. I um I appreciate the leads, the new two, the two kind of. They were giving it their all. They did. I mean, they did. They you, did show up, and they did. Um, you know, they they they, like, have that movie star quality, which I I do love. But it would just this was a mess. So Scream Seven, opening scene, the phone rings. <laughs> you hear? What's your favorite scary movie? It's a sample. They're in the studio. A beat kicks in. <laughs> Pan out. Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan is in it. Oh shit! Laying down, laying down some fucking bars. He's like, "Yo, this is gonna be on my new Ghostface album, whatever." Everyone's, you know, high fiving. Like, hell yeah, this is gonna be sick. All right. He walks out of the studio, gets a call on his phone. Mm. He's like, "Oh shit, it's fucking Rizza." I don't know. Someone right. calling him. What's your favorite scary movie? And he's like, well, who the fuck is this? I'm Ghostface. <laughs> he walks into the movie. He gets killed. That's how you start he the movie. He walks into the, he, to the, the, to the control room and the engineer's dead. <laughs> the engineer's murdered. Blood, like, blood all over the console and right. shit. And then, yeah, someone walks out in a Ghostface costume and kills him. That's how you start mm. Scream 7. Because biggest missed opportunity for me, they're in New York City. Ghostface killer came out before uh the scream one yeah and to not ever acknowledge that there's a rapper named ghostface killer and then your movie's about the ghostface killer killer which i i know he stole that movie from like some like kung fu movie from like the the 70s yeah yeah stole the name yeah yeah but just to never acknowledge it seems like such a missed opportunity (laughs) and they're in his neighborhood he could have shown up in this movie for at least 30 seconds (laughs) i mean that's how far off we are though in terms of yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some celebrity cameos at this point. Honestly, I don't know. I I think we joked about this outside of the theater. I think this might be the this might be it for me and Scream. This yeah, might be a, this might be a I kiss could, goodnight. I for could me. see that. You know, there's a TV show on. Uh, no, there, I mean I know there that used there used to is, be but... one on uh, MTV. Mm. Do you remember MTV? Yeah, I do. I do. Barely. <laughs> no, I do. Um, uh, I used to love MTV. Man. But there was a Scream show. Remember they did a Teen Wolf show. And they, yeah. I guess, I guess they bought a bunch of properties, but they mm-hmm. had a Teen Wolf show and a Scream show and some, maybe some other stuff. But uh, I never watched it. I just was not interested in it. Well, I will say, you know, despite my uh, protests, this is a very successful movie, and a lot of people seem to um, enjoy it. Let's see, ninety-two percent. Oh my audience. god, that's twenty-five hundred plus verified ratings. Wow. Maybe they liked it because Nev Campbell wasn't in it. I think I'm just out of touch, man. I think I'm just like, the culture has moved (laughs) beyond... I think you're looking too deep. My taste. No, I I don't think so. (laughs) You're looking for depth and... uh... No, I think... And this is, it's all going to come back around because that, <laughs> that thing that I love about show business and the movie star quality and, and just this suspension of disbelief, it's like movies are important, you know? Yeah. Movies lift us out of the mundane and make life more enjoyable, 
you know? Yeah. And like people get something out of going to the theater that you can't get from just sitting in front of your screen, uh, like distracted or watching a, a movie on a MacBook. So there is something magical happening there. And I think it's just, you know, it's a product of our time. But I think it's really interesting what we choose to watch and what that says about culture. That is yeah. interesting. It's not that deep or it's not too deep to think like what is our obsession with these franchises and comic book films and all these things that are that are that are so easily replicated. Like what's yeah. what's the obsession with like what's the need to see six screams or 15 Halloweens or like that's what we like as a culture. You know, like yeah. this movie is the most successful in the history of the franchise. And I think it was a, not a good movie, but I'm I'm just one guy. And I just think, <laughs> yeah, it's like I just feel out of touch. I feel like like culturally we've just, we, and the collective we, I am out of touch with the collective we. I just don't understand. Like I don't, I don't think this movie was good. 92% favorable review from the audience, 77% from critics, people who certified critique movies for a living. And I just think this was a fucking total mess. And I'd be curious, you know, as as if in, you know, um to our our loyal fan base, you know, I would love to hear from our friends, you know, and and you know, people we've gone to see movies with. I would love to hear your thoughts, you know what I mean? Cuz I didn't fucking like this. How would you review <laughs> something like this? Um Man, all that being said, my 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 rating system is a really simple. Like, if I would ever watch it again, it's automatically a two and a half. Okay. Um, just just that's, that's a fifty percent. You know. Yeah. That's that's, that's what, not what bad. That makes sense. Um, I would probably give it like a two two and a half to three. Mm. I would give it maybe three stars. Wow. Because I have seen. I've, I've John. I've seen things. <laughs> I've seen things you never want to see. I've seen some of the worst <laughs> horror sequels ever. You know, right, like right, right. there's some franchises like I couldn't even make it through because like there's their direct to video or direct to streaming sequels are just so fucking horrible. It's like not even a movie, right? You know, and this is like okay, the idea is there. Like it didn't land a hundred percent. There's some things that worked, some things that didn't, some missed opportunities. But yeah, I think it's not. I think sc- the Scream franchise is so self-aware anyway and so tongue-in-cheek in a lot of ways that it's mm-hmm. like there is such a suspension of disbelief because it's like... Even, no holds barred at this point. Yeah, past, anything past the first one, I mean, it, it's just insane to think that like these killers could be doing these elaborate, crazy <laughs> murders like it, with a bunch of people around like on the phone and, you know, like... right. Like, no cop ever finds any DNA and, like, immediately finds out who the killer is. Or, like, oh, yeah, we traced his fucking phone. Uh, right, right, The right. call came from here. It's this guy. <laughs> like, they they basically had to, like, ride around, like, any cops being involved in any of this right. movie because, like, it would be so easy to f- figure out who a murderer is in present day. Right. You know? But all that to say, I, gu- I guess, like, three would be the highest I could give it. Okay. Um... For it being a sixth, you know, installment in a horror franchise, I, I feel like I have to put an asterisk there. You know? No, I, I, I think that's the idea, right? Is like it's impossible to fucking rate movies. It's, it's, you know, if the goal pers- if the goalposts weren't moved for things like this, we would be judging everything um, 
how would you judge something like this versus an original film? You know, yeah. I guess that's more as how I'm looking at it is like it is its own film. <laughs> And, you know, it's not like you watch all six of them fucking back to back to back to back. It's not a fucking TV show. And yeah. it's got to stand on its own. And in in that respect, didn't do it for me. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say like a half. A half a star? To like one. And I think that Jenna Ortega, she, I think she's like uh, a movie star, you know? Yeah, she's like she's, the scream queen of like this time. Yeah. And not just that, but like she just... She has that quality, you know, mm-hmm. and I think Melissa I'm Barrera, Barrera. Bull, Melissa Barrera. I think she she is trying. She's doing that thing. She's a strong lead. She has the charisma. Mm. She's holding the movie together, really, because the rest of it's such a fucking mess. Her and this, her and the sister's relationship is anchoring the movie. Yeah, giving any di- weight to it at all because that's the only relationship I even cared about. Um, but other than that. Yeah, this was a miss for me. And I just think... It's a no for me, dog. And I think I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'm going to swear off, scream. I don't know. They'd have to really... Like, it'd have to be like, this was Wes Craven's script that they just found. And like <laughs> they some... Found they'd have his, to bring in like Jordan Peele or something. They found in his, his estate. On Seriously. <laughs> they'd have to bring in fucking Jordan to to close it all you what know what if ryan johnson was like i'm such a fan i'm gonna you know i might actually see that it. because i want to see him fucking last jedi this thing into the ground and and start something new honestly so you gotta I'm subvert gonna, the expect is that what he said subvert yeah, your expectations yeah. well i don't think he said he didn't mean to do that but i think he totally did it was obvious he did but i would say you know half to one um I think Scream 1 and Scream 2, you know, yeah, we're judging them. We're judging it on its own. We're also judging it against, in you know, the scope of franchises, which is kind of more your thinking. But then also, I'm thinking of it as a sequel to one of the best fucking horror movies ever in yeah. Scream 1 and Scream 2. And so if you watch, like, the first two. It just doesn't hold up. It's like, if I'm going to give Scream and Scream 2, if I'm going to give those four to four and a half stars, mm-hmm. no way I could give this three stars. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. going to have to go like a half. I'm going to have to go like one. It had it had 25% of the charisma of the original at best. So I'm going to say I'm going to say one and that's being like super generous. <laughs> but I mean if you like horror movies, maybe I think you're right. You're, we're seeing it from two different places. Yeah. So maybe if we arrive in the middle of both of ours, we'd be at two stars. No, we, yeah, we'd be at like one <laughs> 1. 1.75. 1.75 is fair. Two maybe. Well, uh I think over the years I've probably dragged you to enough uh, horror sequels with all the Halloweens we've reviewed. <laughs> and well, I uh, swore off the, Halloween. I'm never going to see another fucking Halloween movie. I all swear. the other shit. I guess. I guess we can lay off the horror franchise installments. No, for I think a while. there's there's plenty more to go. Oh, I'm just, sure. I'm just saying, Scream and um, Halloween for now. Those are the ones that are. I've crossed them out. Do you have any interest in reviewing Fast and the Furious 10? Because I would go see that. Up. Yeah. Is that the final chapter? It's never. Never. It never. Uh, I don't know. I, the family, you know, and the see, family like never closes. Like those things, like <laughs> the cats is never close. <laughs> the family with, never like, With dies. the action move, like there's a new Transformers. I don't know what number it is. There's a new Fast. I only know it's 10 because of the poster. I have no X, idea baby. what's going. Like you could ask me about those all day. I don't know any of the characters' yeah. names or like the what last their one. Relation. They went to space. 
I was last hoping, one I, I saw they went more. to space. Like I wanted more space. I yeah. wanted it to be like that James Bond movie where like he's on a space station or something. Yeah. Next next up. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I would go see that. I'm not it's you know, that one might be fun or funny at like least. Like so bad it's it's yeah. fun. Maybe. I'm, Hopefully. Ho- I'm hoping it is. Um so yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure we'll we'll do another franchise at some point. <laughs> just not Scream, not Halloween. Y'all get out there, go to the movies. I think we did it. Yeah. <laughs> this is John. This is Sean. This is movie night with, with John. John. Oh. 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 Oh.